some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on, everybody? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, we come to you right before the start of the first half-ending series against the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, I mean, I got to thank Joe that, that uh, at a minimum, uh, having won four or five, also just playing cleaner baseball and Wilmer Flores leading an offensive output. That's what we've all been waiting for. Uh, look, long way to go, but uh, everyone's feeling a little bit better than they were about a week ago. Oh, yesterday alone was such a big time win for this team on two levels. Number one, they, they needed to beat the Diamondbacks because they hadn't won a series since mid-June. When we're going on a whole month here, number two, Brandon Crawford had just been stung at the plate in terms of grounding in double plays in clutch situations. So for him to have that moment that way, and then the other layer they're seven and thirty-four when they don't score three runs or more. When you fall down three nothing to start that game, I thought it was a wrap, quite frankly. Yeah. So for them to battle back the way they did, those were the kind of things that they did last year. And so I just thought it was an encouraging sign. Yeah, have you noticed over the last five days, even in the one game they lost, uh, I tell you what, there were vibes of 2021 on a number of fronts, like and, and I hate doing this because it makes it sound like I'm buying into the idea that they were lucky last year. They weren't lucky. They were fortunate at times, yes. but lucky and fluky. I don't buy that. You don't win 107 games and you're like, totally oh, that's agree. just a fluke. Like that was dominant baseball. But yeah, they were yeah. fortunate at times. I think everyone in sports needs to be fortunate to have success. But take you to Monday night's game. Uh, you're trailing four to one against the Diamondbacks. You get the dribble base hit from Darren Ruff. How many times is he going to beat out an infield hit? And then Wilmer Flores, it's the ground ball down the line that hits the third base bag, flies into left field. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's 2021 boogie time. And uh, and then Brandon Crawford hits into a double play that stops the whole thing. And so we can say for another frustration or drink in our life from the discussion about the fact that he was safe. But forget all that for a second. I buy what you're saying, which is that for a short stretch here, they feel like a much better team and it feels reminiscent of last year. And here's why that's so important. And this is what I want to discuss with you, Joe. Carlos Rodon right now is the name you hear the most when there are the people out there who feel like the Giants should sell at the deadline. I'm sure they could get a massive bounty uh, for a guy who is pitching the way he is going into the deadline. The Giants have publicly stated that there have been zero conversations about selling. However, if things were to go a weird way for the next two weeks, you could make the case that they should, simply because they're not going to contend then what exactly you're holding on to for a guy who's probably going to opt out at the end of the year the way he's pitching. So where are you on this? Farhan put it to the players he said, we're not selling, but as of right now, we're not buying either Yeah. until this team shows us that they are a contender. So that's the assignment for the next two and a half weeks, and it's going to have to come against the Brewers and the Dodgers and, 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 and the like. So the assignment is huge, uh, but they're off to a good start. Where are you on trading Rodon? 
Well, I'm hesitant to try to move him. And, and look, I, I hear the there's a logical argument. Guys, this isn't a real championship caliber team. This isn't the time to go all in. This is the time to think about the future. And maybe you get some prospects. I'm also just looking at who my prospects are currently. Three of the top 11 or 12, depending on what ranking you're looking at, are pitchers. They just don't have a lot of pitchers in their farm system. So I'm looking at the rotation at the big league level, and I'm saying, boy, I don't really want to get rid of Rodon. If anything, I want to work a multi-year extension with Rodon before the season ends. I don't want him to hit free agency. Now, Boris is his agent. He's probably going to hit free agency. But, you know, maybe they do something like with Crawford where, hey, we know that we're going to be competing against a bunch of people. Let's try to get out in front of this and give you a multi-year extension before the end of the year. Seems unlikely. But you know what the going rate is. Four or five years, 120, 130 million. And as steep as that feels... Mark, I think you got to bring this guy back. Well, hell, hold on, because we've got a high-stakes game of chicken going on here, and I okay. love what you're saying, but you got to remember now, if you're Boris and you're Rodon, here's the gamble you're taking. We're yeah. sitting here right now. It's July 14th, and we're saying, man, obviously you opt out. Get yourself your four or five years. Boy, I hope you don't feel a twinge in your arm between now and September. Fair point. if you do – that's a wrap. Your fallback plan is you can opt mm-hmm. in for $22 million because I think he's, he's definitely yeah. going to hit the innings total that he needs Absolutely. To, to be able yeah. to opt in. So the fallback is just to make $22 million again next year. But if I'm the Giants, I'm going to go to Rodon right now and say, Scott, Carlos, let's split the difference. Yes. You're right. You might get to the end of the year and get four and 120 Or you might get to the end of the year – and be stuck because you've had arm trouble in the past. Let's do this now. So instead of four or five years right now, let's tear up next year, uh, make this a new, a brand new starting next year, two or three year deal that pays you all-star pitcher levels, whatever that may be. You know, right now he's making 22. Do we call it, you know, 26? Do we call it 30? Yeah. If you offered right now, Rodon and Boris, we're going to give you tear up next year, three years, 90 million starting next year. Who, who says no? I, I think you're all in on this. And it's a great, astute point by you because I look at someone like Sandy Alcantara. He's been amazing this year. Everyone agrees. And, oh, he's the high-priced, coveted dude. He leads baseball in innings pitched. And what that tells me is that the Marlins know for sure he is not in their future. Because you would be much more delicate with an arm that awesome, right? Wouldn't you? And so I'm looking at the Rodon thing and I'm saying to myself, all right, let's say hypothetically, you do want to hit free agency and you're going to get traded at the deadline. And we know we are not going to negotiate till the very end. Well, you also run the risk of Team X acquiring you and riding you out as a rental and not caring about your shoulder, not caring about your arm. So I think it's a great astute point that you bring up here. Well, I, I, I wonder what their questions would be because, again, for all the same reasons that we talk about free agent hitters not wanting to come to San Francisco, free agent pitchers do. So that's the mm-hmm. other thing. You can head out on the market. You can go talk to the Colorado Rockies if you want. But, boy, that's going to be your last contract. That's yeah. It. Because you're going to go out there and your ERA is going to be four and a half. You know right here mm-hmm. that if we sign you to a new three-year deal – you're going to pitch really, really well. And by the way, when you're done with that deal 
And boy, here's our list of players we've made money who are pitchers from Drew Smiley to Drew Pomerantz to Kevin Gosman, mm -hmm. who's making the same amount of money mm -hmm. in Toronto. These are all the guys we've had make money. When you're done with this three-year contract, you're only going to be 32. You're going to yeah. be 33, and you have the opportunity to take those Oracle Park numbers and hit the market again. Yeah. I, I think this actually benefits Rodon to do a three-year deal right now as opposed to a four or five. Because if he does a five, now you pop out and you're 34, 35, and the league may well say, we're done with you. You're undesirable at that point, especially if the last couple of years of a contract like that looks crummy, which we all assume those four and five year deals look like. They look more like Samarja than they do Max Scherzer on the back end, right? I mean, we all agree there. You know, the other part of this is that he has had injuries before. This sure. is a dude that's already seen it firsthand. So the guy that you didn't bring up is someone like Will Smith, for example. He came to the Giants, and he, he had one foot out the door in baseball, comes back, re rehabilitates himself. He's been a, a contributor on a winning team. And I look at the splits for Rodon on the road and at home, and I know it's diluted because of a couple of road performances. He's pitched better at Oracle than any other ballpark this year. And I don't think that that's an outlier. I think there's something tangible there. I just think he fits the ethos. Yeah, he does. And and, and so now um, you got to see how the next few weeks go. I mean, part of this is, uh, again, how do the Giants play leading up to the trade deadline? How's his arm feeling? Um, he's an all-star now. That changes things for an agent. You know mm -hmm. this. Right. Carlos Rodon, Jock Peterson, the two big free agent signings for the Giants are both all stars, which is amazing and a, and a feather in the cap for, for Farhan. But it also it, it carries with it a label uh, that, that costs money. And, and so now uh, these guys potentially heading out onto the market at the end of this year saying we're coming off of an all star season. That's great. But again, it's why I would encourage the Giants to go capitalize right now, because what you, your pitch to both of these guys is, I don't know what's going to happen the second half of the yeah. season. You can tell people in the free agent market all you want. I was an all-star. But if they then pull up the, the stats and go, yeah, but what happened here in the second half of the season? Either you got hurt or you didn't play as well. I don't know if Jock's going to play as well. I mean, he's barely had a hit in a week and a half. Uh, we know he's streaky. But that's the game I would play with both of them and say, look, let's split the difference and, and pay you and keep you. But – Let's take injury and poor play in the second half of the season out of play. Well, CC Sabathia has got this new podcast, and he was talking about when he got acquired by the Brewers, they almost threw his arm off. Yeah. And before he even saw the contract with the Yankees, and that was an era where we were throwing around money and we didn't even think about the long-term effects of a pitcher through a postseason run. So you're 100% spot on here. And the other part of this is I just think it's short-sighted for Giants fans to say, give me your prospects. Give me your prospects. Look at the rotation. The rotation, Web Rodon, and then you want to add to that. I don't, I'm not trying to subtract from what I have right now. Those two can go up against any other yes. two in baseball. Yes. I want to add to that rotation, not take away. And I just think it, this guy fits what we're doing. Well, and Junis is about to come back. Farhan yes. has already said they're not looking to add more starters at the deadline, which suggests to me they're certainly not having any conversations about trading Carlos Rodon. And can I say real quick to yeah. anybody who's been screaming about the idea of the Giants selling, it is kind of funny to me. It tends to be the same Giants fan that's screaming about, oh, gosh, how long do we have to wait for prospects? 
Okay, if you don't like prospects and you want to win now, why are you screaming about trading Carlos? What do you think you're going to get in return? I know. You're going to get double A and single A no. players. Pedro Martinez. Trade, once again, we're yeah. going to talk about 2025. <laughs> That's Let's, so true. You, you got to make a pick so right true. now. Are you a now fan yeah. or are you a then fan? Yes. If you're a now fan, stop with the idea of trading Rodon. No doubt. And this is what Giants fans have wanted when, when they ran out of pitching, when, when the Bumgarner thing comes kind of came to an end, Samarja, all these, Cueto. We wanted a one-two punch, which helped us get to the postseason for all those years. Kane and Lincecum, for example, Bumgarner and Kane, Bumgarner and Johnny Cueto, Bumgarner and whomever, Matt Moore at times was, was the number two. They have a one-two punch. Yeah. Why do I want to get rid of that? I'm looking at L.A. and I'm saying, Bueller's hurt right now. Yeah. Look, look, this is your chance. They can make a little run. Well, this is classically, they are potentially the team. Look, long way to go, but nice little, uh, nice little five-day stretch now. Uh, they're classically the team that if we get to September and they are potentially one of the wild-card teams, they're classically the team that the Braves and the Dodgers – and the Mets will be like, that's not the team I want to play nope. because you could slip and fall and be down 2-0 in a playoff series because now they're going to have great starters too, but but Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon are absolutely capable of throwing through two-to-one two, two to one games up there in games one and two of a postseason, mm-hmm. and now suddenly you're uh, you're in bad shape. I'm keeping that potential yeah, me too. if I'm the San Francisco Giants. I'm with you. Even if it runs the risk of him walking, because I believe you yes. get a compensatory pick, even if he walks in free agency anyway, which to me is better or as good as one of these prospect swings. Well, and by the way, I have faith in, in this team to go always find when someone walks whoever's next. Next man There's up. There's a connection yeah. here that we've many of us have missed this year, I believe. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you let Gosman go, and he's an all-star. Right. But what the Giants thought was they know that Kevin Gosman is good. They're the ones who convinced him to come and made mm-hmm. him better with mm-hmm. their thought process. But at $22 million for five consecutive years guaranteed, they thought, well, I bet we could get the same production out of Carlos Rodon for one or two years. Guess he's- what? They were right. And yeah. so if you want to get mad that Gosman's gone, talk to me in three years. Yeah. And if he's still doing it, then the Giants were wrong. Yeah. But if he's weak in three years, and I bet he will be into his mid-30s. Well, he's already fading. Right. Yeah, then they then they were right because they yes. got the same production for the same price yep. at a shorter term. Well, and the other part of this is one's a lefty which is hard to find who's yeah. a flame throwing lefty, which is even harder to find. So I'm with you on this one, Mark. Well, we're in agreement here. It's I, I think it's, it's penny wise pound foolish to try to move Carlos Rodon right now. I'm trying to work an extension. Uh, the other big free agent is Jock Peterson. The other big all-star. We got some things to talk about on his front. We'll do that here in just a moment.